Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a five-part series I am running on The Bard and Compliance, How Shakespeare Informs Your Compliance Program. I recently completed the study of some works from Shakespeare from the Teaching Company. The Teaching Company is one of the top organizations in the United States which provides first-rate college professors lectures, both in audio and video, on a wide variety of subjects. So, for instance, on Shakespeare, Peter Saccio has Shakespeare, the Word, and the Action. Mark Connor has How to Read and Understand Shakespeare. And then one of my personal favorites, once again, Dr. Peter Saccio, Shakespeare, Comedies, Histories, and Tragedies. If you're a lifelong learner like I am, you will greatly enjoy The Teaching Company. You can check out all of The Teaching Company courses at theteachingcompany.com. The podcast in this series will include How Henry IV, Part 2, Informs Lawyers and Compliance, How Henry V, Part 5, Helps You Understand Utilizing Social Media in a Compliance Program. Through Much Ado About Nothing, we consider how you design a social media program for your compliance program. We use Othello to look at the clash of corporate cultures. And finally, in King Lear, we take a look at my favorite character in all of Shakespeare, the fool, and how PowerPoints can be the death knell for an FCPA corruption investigation. It's a fascinating exploration and way for you to consider a wide variety of compliance topics. This special five-part series of The Bard and Compliance, How Shakespeare Informs Your Compliance Program, is a special bonus presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. In this episode, we take a look at the play Much Ado About Nothing and incorporation of social media into your compliance program. How does Shakespeare pretend to social media in the 21st century? I would submit that one only need look at much ado about nothing to see how it should all play out. As with all Shakespeare's plays, there's quite a bit going on, but the play centers around the action and dialogue of Benedict and Beatrice, who go after each other in a manner which shames modern-day NBA trash talkers. Apparently, everyone else in the play understands the two are meant for each other, so they engage in a very social media style of communication to put the two together. Of course, as this is a comedy, everyone ends up married, so Beatrice and Benedict, prompted by their friend's interference, finally and publicly confess their love for each other. One of the first companies to embrace social media as a key tool in their compliance strategy was Dun & Bradstreet, who actively uses social media to make more effective the company's compliance regime. The company has a tech-savvy workforce, but it is not simply about having a younger tech-savvy workforce. If your company is in the services business, it probably means an employee base using technological tools to deliver solutions. The data-driven nature of DNB's business model uses technological tools to do so. This use of technological tools led the company to consider how such techniques could be incorporated internally in the disciplines which may not have used them previously. Not surprisingly, As with most successful corporate initiatives, it began at the top of the organization, literally with the company's chief executive officer, who saw the advantages of social media internally and challenged his direct reports to take a new look at the manner in which their functions use social media. 
The compliance function saw the advantages of utilizing social media for facilitating a two-way communication and comprehended the possibility for use of social media for the compliance function with those external to the company as well. DNB uses a tool called Chatter, which is similar to Twitter. It created Chatter Jams and has an internal company brand hashtag, Do the Right Thing, which trends in the company's Chatter environment. This hashtag is used to facilitate Chatter Jams, which are real-time social media discussions. This puts compliance directly into the event, and Chatter Jams are held at various times during the day, so it can be accessed by DNB employees literally anywhere in the world. Chatter jams are seated so that employees are aware of the expectations and to engage in the discussions respectfully of others. When they began these sessions, employees were also reminded that if they had specific or individual concerns, they should bring them directly to the compliance function or through the hotline. One of the concerns lawyers tend to have about social media is with the general and specific topics coming up on social media and the ill it may cause the organization. While such untoward situations can arise, if you make clear the ground rules about such disclosures and discussions, these types of issues certainly or rather, do not usually arise. This has been the DNB experience. Each employee uses their own names during the chatter jams, so there is employee accountability and transparency as well. This further defines each communication through a hashtag so that it cannot be so that it can be immediately defined and also searched in the archives going forward. These events allow employees to the opportunity to express their opinions about the compliance function and what the com- Compliance means to their organization. One of these discussions was about the company's code of conduct. The employees wanted to see the words do the right thing as the name of the code of conduct. DB also uses social media in connection with their third parties. The company allows some of them to access its internal chatter tools to facilitate direct communications about compliance. Further, these external contractors connect with both the compliance function and the company through Twitter. This allows consistent communication to a greater body about the compliance initiatives or the compliance reminders on what the D and B compliance function do is doing and how it's go about going about doing them. It can be a significant communications tool to make sure the company is getting its compliance message out there. The DNB experience provides three key insights for the compliance practitioner and chief compliance officer. First is how compliance like society is evolving in many ways faster. As more millennials move into the workforce, the more your employee base will have used social media tools all their lives. Once upon a time, email was revelatory, a revelatory innovation. Now, if you're not communicating, you're falling behind the eight ball. Employees Employees expect their employers to treat them it is as if it is the present day, not 1994 or even 2004. The second is that these tools can go a long way towards enhancing your compliance program going forward. Recall the declination to prosecute that Morgan Stanley received from the Department of Justice back in 2012 when one of its managing directors had engaged in FCPA violations. One of the reasons cited by the DOJ was 35 email compliance reminders sent over seven years, which served to bolster the annual FCPA training the recalcitrant managing director received. You can use your archived social media communications as evidence that you have continually communicated your company's expectations around compliance. It is equally important that these expectations are documented, i.e., document, document, document. (coughs) 
Never forget the social part of social media. Social media is a two-way communications. Not only are you setting out your expectations, but allows these tools to receive back communications from your employees. The DNB experience shows that around the name, the change for its code of conduct is but one example. You can also see that if you have several concerns expressed, it could alert you earlier to begin some direct detection and move towards prevention in your compliance program going forward. I hope you have enjoyed today's exploration of using social media in a compliance program. I hope you'll join me tomorrow where I take a look at the play Othello and the clash of corporate cultures. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this special episode in my five-part series of The Bard and Compliance, How Shakespeare Informs Your Compliance Program. It is based on a series of lectures that I listen to from the teaching company on various aspects and topics of Shakespeare. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you'll join me again for another episode. This special series on the Bard and Compliance, How Shakespeare Informs Your Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.